0: I almost feel like I should be calling this like the hangover edition because after, you know, releasing three consecutive episodes last week in the middle of the Tableau conference uh, and a regular episode the week before, this is sort of my last hurrah before things get back to a normal schedule. And even then we're coming up at the end of the year and that will be the end of the second complete year of data plus love at least one episode every two weeks for two years now. That was the promise from the beginning and I'm sort of glad that we have kept to that anyway i like doing special stuff and as something special uh data plus love now has a call-in line so if you are calling a u.s phone number uh area code 901-286-3642 you can call into the show call in anytime leave a voicemail uh we'll make sure you get on the air this episode in particular coming off the tableau conference coming off of our three special guests for the tableau conference after party i thought it'd be fun to have some call-ins uh so we have four callers for this particular episode. Uh, so without further ado, uh, let's uh, pull up caller number one. Hi,
1: Zach. Uh, it's Sarah Bartlett calling in from the UK. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Lisa Trescott for winning Iron Viz last week. Uh, for those that don't know, um, Lisa is only the fourth woman globally uh, to reach a global Iron Viz final. final. Uh, and she's the first female winner since 2012 when Anya Hearn won. So it's been a whole nine years since we've had a woman finalist uh, in the Iron with competition, uh, sorry, a w- w- female champion in the Iron Viz global competition, uh, which is absolutely amazing. Um, I mean, all three finalists on stage, Pradeep, um, Sam and Lisa, all of are fantastic so It's not easy being up there. So, I mean, really, I'd like to congratulate all three of them. special shout out to Lisa uh, for taking home the trophy. And, Zach, I've got a question for you. Um, Who would be on your dream IronViz finalist panel? Anyone. It could be not necessarily Tableau people, but any like dream kind of participants. Um, So yeah, let us know. Thanks, Zach.
0: Hey, Sarah, thanks for calling in. Uh, Great points about IronViz this year and particularly Lisa Trescott winning. Uh, Lisa winning was exciting for a lot of reasons, like you said, uh, not the very least of which being that she's the first female contestant uh, to win in the US since Anya in 2012, which I didn't actually realize. But also Lisa kind of came in as a major unknown quantity and a bit of an underdog in this competition uh, against two other competitors who have like very large backlogs of visualizations. So they were sort of known there was a whole lot to look at there and high expectation and Lisa came in uh, just guns blazing with an amazing entry, both in the feeder as well as the contest itself, and just really knocked everyone's socks off. I was particularly impressed by her uh, storytelling and her analysis uh, that she was able to conduct with what she did make. So congratulations, Lisa, again. And if you haven't watched Iron Viz yet, I suggest you uh, go back and check that out.
1: Hey, Zach, this is Jenny Mensch calling from Boone, North Carolina. And I just wanted to ask you if you went on any brain dates at the Tableau conference this year. If so, what was the best one? What did you learn? What did you take away from it? If not, is there a reason that you didn't do brain date this year? Uh, Is that something you would do in the future? Or is it something you've done in the past? Just curious to hear your take on it. Have a great day. Bye.
0: Hey, Jenny. Great question. So I actually have never been to a brain date, Uh, particularly with the in-person conferences. A lot of times brain dates occurred, but in a super organic setting in the sense that I was always meeting different members of the data fam, either in uh, sessions between sessions or in evening activities where whether it's a planned structured evening activity or whether you just end up hanging out with people, I got to have a lot of those conversations organically. So I never really took advantage of real in-person brain dates. This year I had originally set up and planned to host a brain date and then about a day out realized it conflicted with some data fam sessions that I really wanted to attend. So I ended up canceling, which I do regret, but I think I may take advantage of the brain date service in the future and set some of those up because it would be nice to talk with people that I don't know, Um, particularly with social media. It's very easy to get trapped in that bubble. And have sort of continual interactions with the people you're already interacting with. Essentially, it's serving you up the same people already, right? Because it wants you to keep doing what you're doing. Uh, so it's kind of hard to break out of that. So I think that would be a, a benefit uh, to me as well as you know, maybe other people to to get to talk with folks that you wouldn't otherwise see. Great question.
2: Hey, this is uh, Jared Flores uh, from Dallas, Texas. Uh, also known as, uh, you know, guy who runs Put Some Prep in Your Step. I, I gotta say, you know the thing I'm most excited for um, you know what came out of PC is definitely all the prep stuff. Um, I'm really glad to see that they're starting to push uh, more of the community towards it, especially with being able to publish flows to, to public. I mean even though you can't run them, which I mean that makes sense. but just being able to see how people are engineering their uh, their flows, um, and even when you know going through something like prepping data, Um, and publishing up those solutions so other people can see. I mean, that's a huge step in the right direction. And I know there's people out there who have mixed feelings about PrEP and what it is and what it achieves and how scalable it really is. Um, Just spend some time in it. Just just really dig in and and spend some time with your data in it. Um, And you'll probably come to love it as much as I do. But that's that's what I'm really excited about. And then also um, the workbook optimizer, uh, especially for people who lead teams of Tableau developers, that's, that's huge. That's a game changer because people are always asking, you know, what can I do to speed up my dashboard? Why is it so slow? And you kind of got to walk them through. Well, make sure you go through and read the white paper and, you know, did you, uh, are, are you minimizing the amount of sheets you're using? Are you, you know, making sure to avoid any data blending? Uh, you know, this kind of, it puts it right in front of them every time and that's just huge. Um, so those are definitely the things I'm uh, excited for for the most. Um, what I hope to see in the future, specifically for PrEP, and maybe it will come with PrEP extensions, uh, but uh, I would love to see some direct API connectors. Um, that would be absolutely huge. But, yeah, that's it for me. Um, yeah. Hopefully I'll catch you uh, on another uh, Data Plus level sometime.
0: Hey, Jared, I'm glad to hear you're so fired up about prep. So I'm not a prep guy. And that's not for you know any reason other than the fact that, you know, for a lot of us, the products we use are sort of defined by, uh, you know, what our employers use. So for me, uh, I've been using Ultrix for about a year now, and I'm pretty fired up about it. And I know a lot of people are gonna be really excited about a lot of the new functionality coming to prep and you in particular, with your uh, prep and data exercises that I see you doing regularly and stuff, I think you're really going to be uh, one of the sort of the thought leaders and at the forefront of prep. So, here's hoping that uh, if they do come up with a prep ambassador, I'll be uh, I'll definitely be putting your name up for a nomination there. But yeah, I'm very excited by a lot of the new functionalities I saw come out of the conference as well. So workbook optimizer is really going to be super beneficial, not just to people that manage servers, but to people's individual workbooks, because it's going to give you the capacity to understand better um, what builds a good, highly functional uh, workbook and how to sort of correct some of the mistakes you're making so that your users get the best experience they could be having, which at the end of the day is why we do all this, right? So another one of the things I'm excited about is the uh, exchange and the accelerators and all that sort of stuff. The and uh, you know just the ability that people are going to be able to you know import SVGs and and create more of sort of the exotic charts that we've seen people you know write lengthy demos for in the past. You know whether it's uh, the florilages or others. We've uh, come to know a lot of these as exotic charts that you have to know quite a bit of math to know. And that era might very well be coming to the en- to an end in the near future uh, with some of these new functionalities, which as a lot of people sort of curious, uh, some people maybe a little trepidatious. I think really what that's going to do is in the past, uh, in order to make one of these charts, you obviously had to roll up your sleeves and do some work. But you still had plenty of capabilities for using a chart incorrectly, right? You could, you could make a bad choice or use it in a way that's not super efficient. Now, the whole roll up your sleeves portion of it is going to be off the table. And now it's going to be a whole lot more about discernment. So when everyone can very easily make radial sunbursts uh, just at the drop of the hat, uh, the radial sunburst game is going to change from a can you do a radial sunburst to a do you know when to use a radial sunburst and did you do it well? So very much like uh, when I was a child, so I I got a retro pocket the other day. I don't know if you know about these, but it's a little handheld that has the first couple Legend of Zelda games on it from the original Nintendo, you know, and back when I was a kid, uh, because I'm old, people would ask, can you beat Legend of Zelda? No one would ask, have you beaten Legend of Zelda yet? Because that's sort of where the modern video game is. Uh, everyone assumes that you're going to be able to finish it. Nothing is built to be sort of super punishing without with a few exceptions. But back then it was definitely a, can you do this? So as we sort of move into that area with uh, Tableau and some of the more exotic chart types, um, you're gonna see them popping up a lot more and it's gonna definitely come down to more of proper application of them rather than uh, can you make it in the first place.
1: Hey, Zach. This is Rodrigo. I'm calling from the internet. And uh, my question to you is which one is better? Which one do you like better? Let's say that. Kevin or Ken? Can you answer that to us? I think that's a million dollar question for Datafan.
0: Thank you. Have a good show. So this is a classic Rodrigo wading into the fray as a force of chaos. Um, So first off, Rodrigo, uh, now you can no longer say that you've never been on the show. So uh, we can put that to bed. But uh, since you've put me in this quandary of uh, asking uh, between twins, uh, which one I like better. Actually, in high school once I had twins ask me which one I thought was cuter, which was very evil. Uh, But now that you've revived this argument, uh, I'm going to say, Kevin not because I think one is better or worse, but because Kevin and I are closer friends. Um, I I think Ken's amazing. And I've sort of known and respected Ken for years. He popped on my radar before I knew about Kevin. Although, honestly, I had started around the same time as Kevin, sort of getting into the community. So he really took off really quick. But yeah, I mean, it, it ultimately comes down to just friendship for me. And I'm just, I know uh, Kevin better and up closer with him. So I'll say Kevin but uh yeah it depending on what your leanings are in terms of uh you know what areas of data viz you're into and stuff you might really be a ken person like i think ken leans a whole lot more into uh deep coding he, he's into a lot of stuff and kevin you know came from the excel faction and i think kevin might like enjoy the uh the exotic visual a little more than ken but i don't know i might be putting words into their mouths right now but at any rate um I appreciate everyone calling in uh, for this special episode, and this line is going to remain open. So anytime you would like to call in and leave a call uh, is the right time to call in and leave a call. So uh, our number to call in, as always, is going to be 901-286-3642. Call in, leave a message, comment on an episode or guest, talk about what's going on in the Data Fam community, uh, troll me mercilessly like Rodrigo this is a shorter episode for many reasons not the least of which is we just did 3 last week i mean seriously i recorded four podcast episodes and edited them in one week but also frankly i'm tapping out the uh the amount of bandwidth that they allow me to use in a month on a podcast so Um, you know, we would have had 25 minutes tops here anyway. Um, But uh, just hang in there. You know, we're coming to the end of the year. We've got one month to go. Data Plus Love is steadfast as always. We'll have some more guests. And in fact, uh, Tableau Tim is our next guest. I'm recording with him tomorrow. So be excited for that. We'll be dropping that episode, I believe, um, the first week of December. So uh, hang on for that. Uh, Once again, if you want to call in 901-286-3642, that's in the United States, so apply appropriate prefixes if you want to. It is just a voicemail line, so we're not doing live calls yet, although Mark and I have been talking, and that's a possibility. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, let us know. But this has been Data Plus Love, following up on Data20, getting your feedback. Thanks for calling in, Data Fam. Um, Just, you know, drop $3 in our tip bucket. It helps us buy better equipment. It helps us uh, pay for razor blades to keep me from looking like a wolfman. And it keeps uh, Mark's head looking so shiny and beautiful. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll never put anything behind a paywall. And thanks to your patronage. Have a great day.